This is Aisle 42. We're diving back into the world of sustainable and indulgent chocolate, and here's a few reasons why. 90% of Canadians and Americans gift chocolate for Christmas. And get this, only 3% of the world's cacao production is certified organic. Oh boy. So I sat down for a chat with the president of Choxo, Peter Higgins, to talk about a whole bunch of things, like how their team is helping farmers thrive and how they're working towards being plastic neutral. But we also talk about all things organic, low sugar, and how their chocolatiers are having so much fun making all these delicious and seasonal flavors. This episode is for all you chocolate enthusiasts and anyone interested in the intersection of gourmet taste, health, and sustainability in food production. We all love a decadent treat and buying organic chocolate that's ethically sourced makes the future of food brighter and more delicious for everyone. You're going to enjoy this one. Here's Peter Higgins from Choxo. Peter, I've tried your chocolate for the first time two years ago, and it's become a staple in my home. My whole family loves it. In fact, one portion of chocolate is dessert after most meals. So thanks so much for making chocolate and uh, for doing this interview. We love it. I love to hear that. Uh, Choxo is finding a way into your daily habits, right? It's something you can be proud of. So that's so cool. Love it. It is. And it's easy to share too. Oh my gosh. So easy. In fact, sometimes that's a bit of a problem. My daughter hands it out after school to all of her friends. I'm like, slow down, slow down. <laughs> I'd say I'd encourage her to, to share the good news about Choxo. <laughs> Every chance you get. Smart young lady, it sounds like. That's right. She's doing what you want her to do. Just, yeah, we'll have to see. I have to, I have to kind of curb her enthusiasm a little bit. <laughs> All right. I'm going to start you off here with a uh, question about the future. If you were to imagine the perfect grocery store of the future, what would it look like? Great question. So I think it's a, a combination of, uh, of foods that you can be proud of, you know, consuming yourself that fits with who you are in your day-to-day life in terms of food that you can be proud of putting into your body, right? Giving to your kids, as you talked about, sharing it with others. Uh, and that's really where, you know what, I think where we're trying to fit in with Choxo, right? In terms of this, you're not compromising on taste. And that's that's a piece that we always talk about at Choxo, not compromising on taste, but it's something you can be proud of uh, sharing with your family. And because it's got this low sugar component and all organic, yet no compromise on the the quality of the chocolate taste. Sounds like a great future. (laughs) It really (laughs) does. All right. So for those that don't know Choxo as well as I do, what do you guys make? And I'm most curious, what's your favorite product that you guys make? Well, I'm a true chocolate lover uh, and and have been for a long time. So I'm fortunate to be in the chocolate world for a long time. And Choxo is, uh, you know, we're super excited. We've got an amazing team of people that have created this, uh, what we call truly indulgent chocolate, low in sugar, no artificial sugars, just a small amount of organic cane sugar and always organic. So this truly indulgent chocolate, low in sugar, always organic is what we're trying to create in Choxo. And uh, it's this better for you chocolate that is doesn't that, that tastes amazing, but doesn't have to be filled with sugar to get there. And we developed that through the, the recipe, the roast, the source of the beans, the 
which I'm happy to sort of expand on. But in its essence, it's a better for you chocolate that tastes totally indulgent and uh, and satisfies that chocolate craving that we all have. Many of us have. I know I have. And what's your go-to snack? What's what's the Choxo that's in the glove compartment or hiding in your? You probably have a lot of chocolate lying around. So I'm not not what's in your office. Like what's at home? What's hiding out that you always go to? In my car at home, you know, if I'm having a snack after dinner right now, I'll say tell you yesterday afternoon, I'm in the car, needed a treat. I had a uh, one of our coconut uh, cups, and so this is an 85% dark chocolate with a uh, macaroon center, like a finely ground coconut with a little bit of co- desiccated coconut in the center at three grams of sugar per serving. And it's just all individually packaged, as you know, Corwin. And so that was my treat yesterday. And that's often what I'll have. But I, it, people ask me, what is your favorite chocolate all the time? It changes all the time. And that's just a fact. I get to be around chocolate. I can see the almond butter cup behind you. Depends on my uh, my mood. Yes, love it. Almond butter cup. When I'm feeling a little bit of a nutty treat. Uh, another one of my favorites is the toffee almond sea salt. Uh, just that lingering bit of sea salt at the end. So I'm a huge fan of all things chocolate and all things chocolate. So it varies all the time. To be quite honest with you. <laughs> Do you get a lot of Willy Wonka references? <laughs> I have to ask. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. People, people, yeah. Willy Wonka. And Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is one of the one of the best movies. I, I love it, right? The, I, I like all versions of it. Some people like you know, like the original. Do you like the newer, the Johnny Depp one? I'm a fan. And uh, being the chocolate world for a few years here, yeah, I get references all the time. The fact that I'm, uh, you know, and you've you've met me. I'm I'm not an Oompa Loompa, uh, Carwin. I'm I'm two meters tall, right? Six foot six, and so I always joke that you know chocolate makes you grow taller, right? Because I, I certainly eat a lot of chocolate. That's a that's interesting claim. You should maybe put that on pack at one point and see how how that fares for you. Yes, yes, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> All things chocolate. Chuckso claims one hundred percent sustainable chocolate. What does that mean? So, what we do uh, in terms of our uh, sustainability claims, you know, there's there's a couple of different avenues that we look at with regards to sustainability. One is around our cocoa sustainability and our supply chain around cocoa. And the other is around what we're doing around our packaging uh, sustainability side. And on the, the cocoa sustainability side, what we try to do is we work with uh, suppliers that will engage and work with their farming partners as true partners. And I'll give you an example of one that we work with uh, recently in South America. And all of our cocoa from Choxo comes from either Peru or Dominican Republic. And I'll give you an example, uh, it's all organic. We're working with a uh, farming community in Peru recently who had um, didn't have running water into their uh, farm and so into their farming community. And so there was, they had to walk a few kilometers away to get the water. So what we did was we put piping in from the uh, a pump station at the at the river nearby the community this community of about a thousand people now has piped water into the community and it makes a big difference uh, in those communities uh, that didn't have access to that um, as you know access to clean water is, a, is such an important sort of something we take for granted but where we buy cocoa from these developing communities we want to give back and 
and make sure that we're doing our part to make sure their communities can grow and get stronger as a result of our relationship and our buying cocoa with them. Yeah, the well-being of the farmers is such a critical piece to this supply, you know, this value chain that comes in into your business. When you guys look at things like fair compensation and labor practices, what are some of the areas that you guys are leaning into to help improve those conditions for farmers? Yeah, and so we'll do a variety of things in terms of, you know, ultimately trying to help them with their productivity in those communities can help increase their amounts, the amount of their income coming in. Because if fundamentally, if they're finding better ways to farm and more efficient ways to farm, they're getting more yield out of their trees and their crops, and they're getting more income. So that that's one example. Another example is with our organic, uh, because we're buying all organic uh, product, there is a premium uh, paid for all of the organic materials that helps the farming communities and their wages. They'll get paid a higher amount because of that. So those are a couple of examples of, of how we try to engage with those um, with our farming partners right down to the that level. How hard is that? Like when it comes to sourcing sustainable cocoa, like is that a difficult thing? Is that like, oh, you just sort of turn left at the fork of the road and it's it's right there? Or is it sort of a, a constant battle, constant challenge for your team? Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely a choice um, how you want to engage and where you want to get engage, uh, involved with that. And there's various levels. So we buy our beans, as I talked about, for Choxo from Peru and Dominican Republic. But we work with different suppliers that will actually, according to our recipes, make those chocolate and that couverture. And so the various suppliers will have different programs of how you can help those communities. So there is a specific choice depending on who you're working with. But um, the raw material side of the cocoa has really developed over the last I'd say several years. And and so there are a variety of programs, a variety of examples of how you can make sure that that's coming to life in those farming communities. So yeah, it's just, it's a focused choice and it's a decision of how we do that. And it's just something we, we, um, we take great pride in. And you guys have a plastic neutral approach. And you mentioned packaging earlier. And, and, you know, for those that aren't familiar with the brand, you know, they're individually wrapped chocolate portions that come in a, in a bag. And from the consumer side, you know, often when you buy pouches of things like standing pouches of product, you know, maybe some bits on top look pretty good. But as the, as you kind of get halfway through a bag of whatever it is, it's like things are destroyed and smashed and crumbly and whatever. So um, there's a lot of upsides to having these individual portions. But then of course, there's the plastics and sort of the packaging challenge. So how are you guys tackling that piece of the puzzle and trying to decrease your impact on the environment? Yeah, no, it's it's a very important topic as well. And one where, because we believe in the individual uh, packaging, because it's really a great, our customers have said they take great use of that because they can have one snack after dinner or they can share it with their child's uh, lunch or they can take it on their own lunch uh, or an afternoon snack and put it in your purse and so it doesn't melt uh, as easily it doesn't make a mess of that at the same time sort of we're trying to figure out how do we um, engage around long-term compostability 
of the packaging. And um, because in the, the systems, how we manufacture, I mean, we take the greatest, highest quality chocolate, but we produce that at a very efficient pace. So we put a lot of investment into our factory operations here in Delta, where I'm at uh, today at our factory. And so because of that, the road to compostability and that with that the speed and efficiency we produce at isn't as quick. And so we're working with our suppliers all the time to figure out how can we get to full compostability. In the meantime, we don't want to just wait. And so we use uh, a large amount of uh, PCR, post-consumer recyclable uh, plastics in our, in our plastic, as well as what we've decided to do as we continue to research this road to compostability We've engaged with a company called uh, Repurpose. It's a pretty exciting company that I discovered maybe a year ago or so. We've engaged with them on a program called Plastic Neutral. And so what that is, while we're still using plastics in the environment, we will offset it, offset the amount of plastics that we're using in our production and our, with our customers' products to package the chocolate. And with the investment we make with Repurpose, they work with different communities around the world to remove plastic out of the environment. So example, plastic out of specific waterways. An example is a community in uh, India where there's a tremendous amount of plastic pollution in the waterways. And so this investment is removing that. And so the equal amount of plastic that is consumed in Choxo products that's used in that is also removed out of the waterways with this repurpose program. So it's not the complete long-term solution, but it's an important step on the process down the road of getting towards uh, like a full compostability uh, plastic uh, or full compostability packaging, I should say. That makes sense? It does. It does. And, you know, the, I think one of the challenges in sustainability is that, you know, not every brand can do everything all at the same time, all at once to address some of these concerns, but that especially the brands that are deeply committed to always growing, always progressing down a better and better path for the environment. I mean, these are values that are important. So it's, it's cool to see and hear how you guys are, are leaning into some of the hard places of the business for sure. Well, yeah, and, it, and it's really important. It goes to the culture of who we are. I mean, we're, you know, as much as we, we talk about loving chocolate and you hear my passion, you know, my passion around chocolate and the creation of what we do. It's the passion around our teams as well. And just we have an amazing group of people that is that we make chocolates for our customers and make sure our customers are thrilled. And it's this passion for doing better <laughs> and just better, period, whether it's in the cocoa supply chain or the plastics packaging side and how do we get better in that so those are you know sort of three sort of passions uh, uh, that we have the chocolate the people and just doing better for the for the environment um, and that we try to get better at every day we're not we don't profess to be perfect <laughs> and efficiency too i've seen your operation in real life i've looked through the the window and and seen all the equipment, all the innovation, the technology, and, and it looks to be a very efficient system. And, you know, there can be a significant reduction of uses of energy, of waste, where, where things are really tightly managed and really carefully considered. You know, there's a lot of upside to that level of technology going into the making of such beautiful chocolate. 
Yes, we're something we're proud of this this combination of uh, of this chocolate excellence and and the efficiency because we want to make sure it's uh, of great value. It's our customers find great value when they buy it, right? So that's that that marriage that we try to match. <laughs> and you know, you mentioned your uh, chocolate factory in Delta, British Columbia, but uh, your product is sold all throughout North America, maybe even beyond. I feel like when I see, no matter where I'm traveling or where I'm shopping, Choxo has usually a very notable presence. Uh, a lot of, there's a lot of shelf space uh, given to it or, or, you know, display space. Is it growing fast beyond North America? What, where is your brand going? Yeah, we've been very fortunate to get great response from our customers. And I think it's this marriage of this chocolate craving. Chocolate's the most craved food in the world, but yet we can make it truly indulgent in taste without being filled with sugar. And this is where this uh, success is coming from. And we're very fortunate that we've seen that across Canada. You know, the team, we all work hard for that. In the U.S., we're continuing to sort of grow and get more national distribution in the U.S., in addition to that, you know, you out, you asked outside of, uh, you know, the U.S. and Canada. I mean, we've just launched in the last year in uh, Japan, Costco, Japan. So we're proud of that. We've got some uh, business now uh, happening in Singapore, Mexico, uh, certainly. And we've been talking to um, some opportunities in the, in the Emirates as well. So a variety of, uh, of places, but really our focus is really continuing to sort of build in, in Canada and our distribution and then build uh, in the U.S. Lots of opportunities still in terms of, you know, the mainstream chocolate world and, and then this better for you chocolate world that we're trying to be an important pioneer of and, and just marriage that, you know, better for you chocolate can taste amazing. <laughs> That's what we're trying to find this fit for. I love it. I remember at one point, I feel like there was, maybe it was on the package or whatever, but it, it talked about your chocolate needed to be in a cool place or in the fridge. Is that still the case? Or talk to me about cold storage a little bit, because it's not merchandised in a cold section in the grocery store, but I used to see that. Yeah. It, and it's, and it's one of those things. So yeah, being the chocolate world, people ask, can you, can you, can you put it in a, in a fridge and you can and you do that? So Although we we absolutely display it in the stores and it's and it's fine at that at that level, a lot of people when they buy it from the store, they'll eat it as fast as they can. <laughs> They're giving it to their friends and their family and eating themselves. But you know what? Sometimes people will say, "Can I store it in the uh, cooler?" And when you store it in a in a cooler environment, like in a refrigerator, it does just extend um, that life of that product, right? The one piece you want to be aware of when you pull it out, if you're pulling it out from a refrigerator into a really warm environment, you can just like anything, you you could get condensation. But typically with the packaging the way it is, you'll get that condensation on the outside of the package. So, or you're pulling out one piece and eating it uh, soon and soon thereafter. So yeah, chocolate can absolutely be put in the refrigerator and it does help uh, just maintain the, the freshness of it for a little bit longer. But, you know, that's not always the case. We also get the question of in the summertime, and we don't have to worry about it yet today because it's getting a little cooler out here in Vancouver and Delta right now. But in the summertime, you know, yeah, if it gets above 24 degrees Celsius, you're going to start to see that melt. And then, and then that's not the ideal condition for eating chocolate. Yeah, 
Well, it obviously speaks to the quality because there's plenty of chocolate out there that can live in your cupboard for a long time and not suffer at all. So that <laughs> that speaks to what's inside for sure. Yeah, yeah, we don't use we don't use uh, artificial preservatives uh, in our chocolate. So yeah, I mean, if you're not eating it right away, you can't put it in your fridge, and it'll last a little longer. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, where can listeners um, find Choxo, and where can they learn more? So. I mean, definitely um, you can learn more on our, on our website, uh, choxo.com, follow any of our social channels and you can get new information, new innovation that's happening. So I'll tell you maybe in a second about some of our new, in- new innovations. Please do. Yes. <laughs> the sneak peek, right? But you know what? We, we're proud to be, you know, from uh, Costco. You'll see us at, at Costco's across Canada. You'll see us uh, from Whole Foods to Safeway, uh, to Thrifties, to Walmart. Uh, proud to be in many independent uh, grocers across BC and Canada. From Metro to Longos to Loblaws, uh, you name it. So yeah, we're proud to get some great distribution. And, and as you said earlier, some great displays that are happening uh, in the many stores. So Love it. Okay, so what's coming down the pike what what do you what is your chocolates you know team working on if that you're allowed to say of course yeah yeah I'll, I'll, let me let me think about that people always ask how do you do you, how do you come up with new chocolates right and so it is the uh, most fun uh one of the most fun parts of our job right and i don't know if you i think i might have told you but we have two uh two chocolatiers that full-time chocolatiers that work for us stephanie is an example is a uh, classically trained uh, uh, chocolatier from France originally. She, and she's worked in and around Vancouver at different chocolatiers for a better part of 10 years and joined our team maybe last year. And so has been really a great part of the team and inspiring us in creating new flavors. My original background from way back is a food scientist. So the innovation side and that uh, creation of new products is something that I love about what I do as well. So, you know, in the last year, the coconut cup, uh, I mentioned earlier, the 85% coconut cup, we just launched that in the last year, tremendously successful. And it's, it's pretty much uh, rose right away to our, our top item. Uh, people still love the almond butter, the peanut butter and the, and the, the coconut almond. I grew up eating those chocolate-covered mounds of coconut when I was a kid. My, my, it was my dad and I. We just loved those things. So coconut and dark chocolate are always a go-to. Yeah, and, and it's it's amazing. You just have to try that once, and people go, "Oh my gosh, this is amazing!" So that's been one of our our newest innovations. And then uh, another one, the toffee almond sea salt that we launched just in the spring. It feels like we've had it for longer, but it just launched in the spring, and we're starting to get distribution in more places. That's been incredibly popular. That's really unique, Kerwin, because, and this is something we developed through the innovation team. It's a 69% dark chocolate, but it also has some milk chocolate in it. So it's very unique to have a dark milk with that high of cocoa content. And so what that does is it gives you a little bit of a caramelized note when you eat that chocolate, the couverture as well. And then we've what we've added to it is a little bit of organic toffee, uh, a little bit of almond, and it's got this hint of sea salt finish at the end. So you've got this wonderful combination. And people uh, ask, how did you, how do you come up with that the first time? We try iteration after iteration after after iteration, quite frankly. And so we'll try that with a seventy-five percent. We'll try that with a seventy-two. 
varying amounts of toffee, you know, it, because we want all of these, uh, we want this symphony of flavors, right? Uh, we want this beautiful combination instead of just uh, heavy chocolate. And so the team, there's there's a few of us here that will try these and we'll, we'll tweak these recipes all the time and we'll have them in a boardroom of 20 different chocolates at a time and we'll be tasting it to see what are the right combinations of flavors and, and what is the most mainstream sort of uh, successful approach. So it's a little bit of an insight to how we do that. We'll just line them up on a table and sometimes we'll, we'll have, I say, 20 chocolates in an hour and a half sitting and and uh, for me personally, I can't get enough, right? So I love that part of what we do, right? It's almost like a chocolate sommelier. Like the, if you could tell the difference between 69% and 73%, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I would never be able to be like, tastes good. This one, this one, that would just, I would approve them all. And then you guys would, I, <laughs> don't hire me. Please don't hire me. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it really is. And, and, and as I say, we, we bring our chocolate, our, our beans in from Peru and Dominican Republic, which have a very different flavor profile from different beans uh, sourced from different areas of the world. So most of the world's cocoa beans come from West Africa. It's typically a more monotone, uh, can be a little bit more earthy flavor versus the South American beans, like an example, Peru. It's a little bit more naturally fruity, a little bit more flavorful. So you don't have to roast it quite as much. So you get this this beautifully flavored uh, couverture without having to add um, a tremendous amount of uh, sugar. We just add a hint of organic cane sugar to balance that flavor out. And you get to use words like couverture. Right. <laughs> That's a smart yes. pants word, man. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys have a seasonal one, um, like a holiday, like a Christmas kind of bent, don't you? Yeah. So, and that's part of the new innovation. So we've got just launching out right now, and you'll start to see that in some of the, some of the stores right now and more as November, the calendar turns to November. We've got two items there. One is a, uh, really it's a low sugar version of peppermint bark is the way I'm going to describe it. So the first one is a cup that has got a peppermint, uh, it's a peppermint cup. And so it's got a, uh, a soft center with just a little bit of, uh, Peppermint on top and mint flavor. It's fantastic. Four grams of sugar per serving. So you got this adult uh, low sugar version of a, of, a, of a peppermint bark. And the second one we've got, we've got two seasonal Christmas uh, holiday items, is a, a peppermint cookie snap, <laughs> cookie crunch. And so this one has a, a little bit of uh, candy cane in it. It has a uh, 69% dark milk again. As well, it has a small amount of organic uh, gluten-free cookie. And it's got this wonderful combination of textures as well as this fresh mint taste. Uh, I'm going to brag for a second. That one there, we were very uh, fortunate uh, to win the Nexty Award at the Expo East uh, event that happened in September. So there's a few hundred people that would apply for these Nexty Awards. And and we were very fortunate to win uh, Best New dessert um, at all of the, between all the competition at the next at the Expo East event, uh, the natural food show. So that's like the winning an Oscar. <laughs> it really was the team that uh, was there said there was a bunch of people coming up with drums and like uh, horns and they came up behind them and big sign came up and congratulations, Choxo, you won the prize for the next team. So that that's a big deal in the industry is, as you know, to win the next So we're very proud of that. I love it. It's so good. 
Peter, thanks for doing this. Thanks for making and your team making such beautiful chocolate and for doing everything you're doing for the planet and for the communities that grow your chocolate. And and uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful brand. And uh, I love seeing you guys continue to grow. Thank you so, so much, Corwin. Really appreciate your support. And uh, yeah, we're going to keep, uh, keep innovating. We've got some other sneak peeks that we can talk about in the next podcast and you'll see that coming soon. So uh, thanks so much. Really appreciate it. Sounds good. Rock on. And that's a wrap on this episode and for the year. 2023 is now in the books for Aisle 42. Thanks for listening and for everyone who shared a star rating and review on Apple or Spotify and signed up at aisle42podcast.com. I'm super grateful for your support. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Ethical Food Group and I'm Corwin Hebert. I'll see you in the future.